If you have a 14-year-old son, you know exactly what this is. <sighs> a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. How the hell are you guys doing out there today? You guys still quarantining? Hashtag stay at home. This crap is still out there, I guess. So uh, all of us right now in the motorcycle industry, it's a little bit of a weird time. Can't really uh, go pick up new bikes. Can't really test anything. What I have here at the shop is basically what I've been trying to get up online to you guys right now. So I thought I would do something a little bit different in this week's podcast. A um, couple of things that has been happening to me the last, I don't know, two to three weeks. And I thought it would be good to uh, share with you guys. So the first thing I really wanted to talk about with you guys today would be how to get your buddy. If you have a buddy, maybe he's an older guy, hasn't ridden in a long time, but wants to get back in the sport. I brought my good friend Greg Loop. He now is just retired after 33 years of being on the San Bernardino County Sheriff Department. And another thing is my kid crashed the other day, and my kid's nuts are dropping a little bit, and he's getting faster on the motorcycle, but he had one of uh, the bigger crashes in a long time um, over the weekend. And I want to talk about learning from your crashes. I know growing up, I've crashed many times. And when you're, when you're in it and you do it, you don't really think about it. You need some outside perspective. So while I was, while Aiden was sit there, <laughs> sitting there on the ground and I was yelling at him, it kind of dawned on me like, wow, there's a lot to be learned when you crash a dirt bike. Hopefully you won't do it again. Over my many years of riding a dirt bike, I haven't really had the same kind of crash more than one time. Once you have one certain type of crash, you learn from that, and then you try not to do that same thing again, but obviously it's dirt bikes. There's a lot of mechanics, things going on, and of course you're going to crash again, but most of the time it's not the same crash as long as you learn how and why you just did what you did. So as I was yelling at my kid, I thought, man, this would be a great podcast. So a little bit of a two-parter here in this one. First, we're going to get to my buddy Greg, but um, and then I'll have my kid in here, here in the studio. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. I know you guys are sitting at home, home shopping, on the computer, quarantined. Head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com and get yourself some parts. They are open. They are shipping. It is free, over 75 bucks. But before you do that, head over to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on the Rocky Mountain ATV banner and then do your shopping. What that does is help us on the back end, gets us a little percentage of what you're doing, and then lets those guys know over there that you're listening to this podcast and it's actually working because you're purchasing stuff from Kiefer Ink Testing, right? 
So thank you for those people that actually have been doing that. It's been working. I can check on my dashboard and see who has been ordering what, how much, and uh, so far, so good. So thank you, everyone out there for doing that. I really appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, best gear out there, light, hydrogen. Man, they got some nice stuff. It's going to be warm here soon, guys, I promise. Kinetic Mesh Gear. This guy's sitting in the studio right now. just ordered him some. It should have been here Friday, but might have to wait a little bit longer. Sorry about that. But go check them out, flyracing.com. Lots of things over there, not just gear, mountain bike stuff, BMX, casual, snow, whatever it is, Fly Racing has you covered. Um, we'll talk about the Formula Helmet as well in this episode a little bit. My son had that big crash. Nice dinger in the helmet. We're going to discuss that a little bit. And Racetech, Racetech.com. Have you checked out the KX250 pod? Have you checked out the CRF450 uh, RacerX online video? If not, I suggest you do it. We talk about Racetech and the services that they do. It's great. Engine and suspension, of course. Go get your seals, your oil, your bushings all replaced. It helps the bike out tremendously. You can hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. And I'll get you hooked up with a deal. More eh, 10%-ish off. That helps out a lot when you're getting a revalve and a rebuild. So hit me up. I'm here to help. And, of course, if you guys are racing, you can't race right now, right? Old Timers MX. Those guys have been on this podcast, what, since January? I was going to race a couple races. Now those races have been postponed. So hold your horses on that. Glen Helen and Mesquite have been rescheduled. We're going to get those dates up to you guys here fairly soon, so stay tuned. And again, don't forget, the first five guys that sign up at the Old Timers MX classes, they have a bunch of them, and they have longer motos, which is bitching. Um, I'll buy your entry fee. How's that, Greg? Yeah, give me a minute. I'm going to get back on the bike. That's my buddy Greg Loop, everybody. But hey, Old Timers MX, OregonOldTimers.com. You can go check them out. The race series is up. Of course, with this COVID-19, shit has been all over the place. So stay tuned for more information on that series as well. So, all right. The sorry about five minutes worth of ads, Greg. But this is my buddy, Greg Loop, everybody. Congratulations. Man, there's not a lot of people that have been in a job for 33 years. Yeah, it's uh, kind of surprising. Uh, I'm old now. And, uh, you know, like you, uh, worked pretty much my whole life. Not as old as you, though. Well, no, no. <laughs> and you're damn handsome. So, well, yeah, I think you're the only one that actually would say that. <laughs> basement husband member right here. You're not basement. I, I feel that I am basement. Nah, you're Call, not basement. Christopher? I feel like you and Mama are both equally good looking, so uh, it, it, it balances out. You are too kind. Yeah, the redhead, she's a handful, but she's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. White snake days? Oh my God! White Snake, a 280ZX with T-tops, friggin' Marble uh, Reds, Marble Reds. That was her go-to, man. <laughs> I, I, That's you know, what sucks I, you in. That, yeah, pretty much. You know, standing at five ten, she. Uh, wow, she's tall. Yeah, Mama's tall, tall yeah. Norwegian. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, you've been on the force thirty-three years. You're on the SWAT. What last? Uh, this last time, I think it's four. Four, four and a half years as the commander. Prior to that, I was uh, back on SWAT as a team leader, sergeant. Yep. And my other um, stint there was as an operator in the stick, what we say in the stick, making live entries and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, 
As a corporal, as a detective. Okay. Yes. Um, so you've ridden all your life. So when did you yes. first start riding? I was eight years old. Oh, really? Yes. How'd you get, did your dad ride or anybody ride or how'd you get involved? Uh, dad had a Honda 305 Scrambler. Okay. Uh, he's fresh out of the Marine Corps, uh, moved out from upstate New York. That's where my family is originally from and uh, moved to Bloomington, California okay. of all places on the, down the number streets. If any of you are from the IE, you know, you know, the number streets, it ain't good. Really? So yeah, even back then I had, I think that was probably 68. Yep. And uh, he got on. He was trying to get on at Kaiser Steel, the, uh, get on at the mill. And uh, when he finally did, we we moved on up, so to speak, to Fontana. <laughs> and uh, then that's pretty much where I grew up after uh, I was probably six, seven by the time we moved there. And, um, yeah, graduated from Fohai, Fontana High School. Yep. And, yeah. You and Sammy? Yeah, Sammy. Steve actually, would love that, by the way. Sammy, oh, I know Steve would, and he is probably one of the most humble. I'm not talking about Steve. I'm okay. talking about Sammy. <laughs> we all know and love Stevie. We all know Steve. I know about, Steve. Yeah. He'll call you out in a heartbeat. That's what I love about him. He's an angry Canadian. Um, At times he can be. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. I thought Canadians, the Canucks, they were always so nice. No, but he he always say he always calls himself a five. Like I'm a, I'm always just mellow. And he oh, is. He, he is. Until he is. something he really is. is like grabs him and then he's whoop. Yeah, he has a little angst. Yeah. Deep, buried deep. But down. unlike yeah. other Canadians, they are truly a five. Like, no matter how high or how low, that's always in the middle. Like, shit goes south, still pretty mellow. Yeah. And, Steve's not uh, like that. And I know something else about Steve when we were going to straight rhythm a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, you better be well rested because that guy can argue anything and everything for. Ever. Oh yeah, he, that's what he does. That's what he's about. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Um, and that not only does that show that's a difficult person, which is not it's not a bad thing because um, people view you as being difficult if you ask why. Right. And he does ask why, and that's and to me, I, I get it. It's curiosity. I, mean, I get it. That's curiosity. I mean, that's yeah. that's me to a point. Right. But you better have uh, eaten your Wheaties and had a nice long nap if you're going to take <laughs> on Steve because he can go and Debate go and go. Time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an intelligent individual. All right, so let's get to uh, what basically why we're here. So you've been retired for three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Feels like a vacation at this point. Doesn't so it feel like really sunk in yet. No, not at all. Um, so Greg has been my buddy, God for for a long time. He was my best man in my wedding. Yeah. He, uh, so Heather and I got married twelve years ago. Been with Heather sixteen, seventeen years. Um, Greg has been riding off and on since I've known him. When we first met, we rode a lot together, and then obviously family obligations, work, things get in the way, of course, just like normal life, and you push pause on the riding portion. Yes. But as I was at Dirt Rider, and you did stuff with us, you went riding, you you dabbled in it still. You never were really all in. You still did it on occasion. Absolutely. Uh, I got to hang out with you and Dennison, all the great guys there. Um yeah, there was good times, and I was blessed to be able to be a part of that right. at the time, even though I couldn't ride all the time right. um, because of the job and the requirements. Um, but this last time, uh, it's been a couple years. Uh, once I made captain, uh, the sheriff approached me. He's a great man. Matter of fact, the other day, we are coming back from uh, yeah, your, your Arizona, little, right? Arizona with yeah. 
Yeah, you and Mathis, and and you <laughs> we can't. Yeah, we can't indulge and, in that. Yeah, Ray, no, I mean, and I that'll will be, not. That'll be a good one. That's by the our way. secret. That's gonna <laughs> be good. But on the way back, driving through Vegas, uh, my former boss, uh, we call him the Gambler, right. uh, Johnny Mac, Johnny McMahon. A uh, great boss, great sheriff. He's still uh, still there. Matter of fact, he's my son's boss now. My my son's a deputy sheriff with the department, and uh, you know, just uh, he just wanted to catch and catch up and see how it's going. He and I are the same age, and he's still going strong. God bless him. Right. He's 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 a great man. But that leads you last couple of years. You couldn't ride because your captain's like, look, you can't be getting hurt. Correct. We need you around. We need this thing to go down. And if you get hurt. And you have been hurt. Let's tell this story real quick. Oh, we dive in. God. So I was away at Yamaha doing some durability on quads, nonetheless, back in Kentucky. Yes, you remember. Utility quads. Yes. And Greg yes. Um, lived near where I live now. And we have this great riding area behind our house that we go ride. And he still had a bike. And I had some buddies out, out in Honda Valley. And they went riding. Greg went riding. Ended up taking a nice digger. Oh yeah, it was, and then got, it was pretty good. Got choppered out of the valley, correct? Which you tell the, what was the list of laundry here? Uh, real quick, uh, if I can, laundry list um, was uh, broken C four in the neck. Yeah, uh, broke broke my neck. Um, broke L four lumbar, lower lumbar. Uh, nine ribs right side. A uh, couple of the ribs were broken in three places. Uh, collapsed right lung. Uh, pretty good concussion. Of course, being a Fontana High School graduate, you really don't, you really <laughs> can't tell a difference. There. Yeah, you really can't tell a difference. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, it knocked me a little cuckoo and uh, really couldn't move. Um, ICU, Loma Linda, for, what was that, Chris? Nine days, 10 days, something like that? Yeah, I was, been there for a while, yeah. Yeah, chest tube, the whole bit. Yeah, so yeah. he's had his fair share of injuries while this happened, right? He yeah. had a compartment syndrome. With Correct. This, well, that was a separate injury. This we were, was a separate one. Where I, yeah, I, I had my arm one. up. Um, so I had another track by my house that me, Greg, and I went to. <laughs> a turn track. A turn track. A, yeah, it, no problem. No, no stress, it was, right? It was no jumps, no nothing. He just knifed the front end and got pitched and must have stuck his arm out, broke his you know, his, his forearm area. Yeah. and It was a Montasia break. Anybody right. medical would know. It usually, if you t- speak of uh, in medical terms to a doctor, it raises an eyebrow, and the first thing they say is, Oh, you were able to save the arm. Um, do you still remember the day? And you still remember the bike? Oh, I don't remember the Yes. Hold on. One-year-old boss, at, he's tall. Didn't you say he's in Japan now? Mohachi? Mohachi. Mohachi Duhachi. He had, yeah. a, he had a, was it his bike? No, it was Yamaha's bike. Okay. It was January 1st, 2009. So we were on an 09 or 10? Were we on the new model? 09. Well, that bike was pretty good. The 2009 Yacht Wagon. It was real good, but... Yeah. Duhachi, which was faster as me, he had ridden the bike. <laughs> he, he had ridden the bike a couple of days prior to me, and you said, just take it easy. It's no big deal. It's yeah. a turn track, and it was. It's just a yeah. turn track uh-huh. out there by the freeway. And uh, But he had changed clickers. He was faster than me, heavier than me. He was larger than you, yeah. Yes. And, um, so he's got a little deflecty. Yeah, and it was at the end of the day. Yeah. And Chris decides to rail ruts and see how much grip he can put in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is very good at this. Mm-hmm. Me, not so much. And I was able to do it once, right. and you told me I got lucky, and I said, here, hold my beer. Not really, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. here, here, watch right. this. Right. And you know you never say that. One last time, you never say that. Yeah, exactly. So I did. Uh, the bike got massive. I had already um, 
was dropping into the turn and I have no idea how it happened. I must have unweighted the bike or something. And the handlebars went into a tank slap like none other. My hand was ripped off. Yeah. I panicked. I'm still looking at the exit like you taught me. Mm-hmm. And I reached down and missed the handlebar. And the handlebar caught the outside of the forearm and uh, against that and the radiator shroud Ouch. and shattered the uh, tib and the... F- no. Uh, humorous? Humorous. Yeah. yeah. No? Shattered yeah. both of them. Yeah. And, uh, we're not doctors here, people. Yeah, yeah. We're just yeah. The forearm, okay. Yeah, we're shattered the right forearm. Yeah, forearm. Um, but it's called a montasia break. Okay. And with compartment syndrome. Oh, God. So anybody medical out there will instantly. The compartment syndrome is when the uh, the muscles fill full of blood, and it crushes the nerves and the vessels. So I, this is what I was told, and it's amazing how many people go, oh, and they were able to save your arm. So now I have a nine inch steel plate. Um, nine screws, five at the wrists, nine at the elbow, and it'll be there till the day I die. So now we're here, retirement. I yes. paint you guys these picture. I paint you guys this picture because Greg has been through some injuries. So if you have a buddy, or if you're that guy that's been through some injuries and you're thinking about getting back into riding, this is what this podcast is all about. Why are we here? What is the plan? And how do you get that plan in place to where you're not going to be crash again? So. Just like I talked about on the top of the show, Greg's crash, both of those are two different styles of crash. One was on a straightaway whooped out. Yeah. And another whoops. one was in a corner. So what I wanted to do with this show is um, Greg's retirement just came up. It made me think a lot about some emails that I get about guys that are older in their 50s, maybe even the 60s, and says, Kiefer, man, I want to get back into riding. How do I do that? What should I look for? What, what do I do? I couldn't think of anyone better to have in the studio besides Greg because he's kind of that guy. He, he's he been off of the bike for the most part the last two to three years. He goes with me to the track a lot, but he doesn't really ride. So now when he is done with this job, he doesn't have that responsibility. Now I have more time to ride. And just in case shit happens, I'm not putting a burden on my job force there, right? Correct, and I'm the old guy. I'm 56, 57 here in two months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's let's really start from the roots of this here. Mm-hmm. What makes you want to ride a motorcycle? What What is it about dirt bikes that have you come back? I mean, obviously, we've all said it. We've broken a bone. We've gotten fucked up, and you're like, I'm done. And then you start to heal, and you're like, oh, I'd love to ride again. So what yep. is it for you, at least in your mind? I know what it's about for me, but I would like to hear it from you, and these people would too. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know you start out and you have a love for it. I never had the natural ability or the resources younger right. to go to get to where you are at or any kind of like pro. Right. I, I it, it just wasn't in the cards for me. I was always an athlete, you know, um, you know, stick and ball sports starting out, but then it kind of went down to wrestling and everything else and the boxing and stuff. But um, eventually it kept calling me back. I guess it's the freedom on the bike and it's just you and this machine. If you want it to be that way, it's, it's, it's just, is it spiritual? Yeah. Yeah. Not to get all goofy and cornball no, no, but, I mean, I... but, but for me, it truly is. I mean, there's so much going on. It, it taxes you, you, 
you must think, you have to be in shape. There's so much going on. And I'm, I'm kind of a spaz anyways. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I got all these things going on. Right. But this, but when I'm on the bike, it, 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 I have to focus. I, it makes me focus. And I'm rather competitive by nature, mm-hmm. um, whether that's good or bad. Um, yeah, I probably have to speak to a shrink about that. But I, um, I enjoy it. I'm out with friends. And it's, it's a freedom. It right. truly is for me. When we're on our, on our trail rides, right. even the one we had last week, um, that was cool. Yeah, you don't really think about anything else besides what you're nope. doing. Yeah, right. and it's just you and you're listening to the bike sing, you know, right. when you're on it. It's, uh, yeah, it's freedom. So now for the people at home listening to this that are interested in this, you're, they're older guys out there that say, hey, man, I want to get back into riding. First things first, you're going to have to try to at least find someone to ride with or at least help you along. You don't need the type of person to push you. Uh, in order, you know, to get better in a quick manner. There's no timetable here. The The point of this podcast and what we're talking about is trying to get you back on a bike. Now, you haven't ridden. Let's talk about a little bit about the motorcycles because mm-hmm. you're, you've been away from it and removed, a bit, removed from it from a little bit. I've, I've given you a few bikes to ride. And for me, I think Greg doesn't need a lot of horsepower at this moment. He needs horsepower to to haul his 200-pound ass around, right? Yes. But he's more of a lazy type of rider. He's going to ride a gear high because he doesn't want to jerk out from the corners. He wants it to be smooth. So I let him ride the Yamaha. I let him ride the Husky, the Honda. Pick a motorcycle that's going to suit you. And if that means you have to do some research on my website or whoever's website to figure out which bike is best for you, that is a huge key into having fun while returning to motorcycles. So now that I've said that, yeah. you've rode those bikes, which one do you like the most? Who put me on the spot. Um, That's not in our notes here, but I'm going to put the... I'm I know, the yeah, you're, you're, you're changing it up. I like it. Yeah. Um, there's three bikes that I have, I'm gravitating towards, and um, <sighs> now I'm going to split hairs on the first two. The first one is the YZ450. Right. The 2020. And these are stock, even with my... Um, tonnage, if you will. Um, You're what, 210? I am 205. 205. But, yeah, butt ass naked. So, hey. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. Anyways, call Heather in here. Where's Heather? Hey, Heather. <laughs> yeah, yo. I, I want her out of here. Now. <laughs> You're naked. I want you to see what you got. <laughs> I got nothing. Shit. Anyways, getting back to the Yamaha. Um, yeah, um, the con, you know, I, I, Chris has taught me a lot. I've, I've he, he really has brought me up a lot, but he, he's. The contact patch on the Yamaha and the way you ride it, it's very um, comfortable. Yep. It's stable. Planted. Yet, planted, thank you. Yep. Yet it turns. It does nothing funny. And even with stock suspension, I mean, he doesn't even adjust the sag. I, I just get on. Now, granted, and we'll go into a little bit more of this, I'm not hitting all the doubles yet. Mm-hmm. And we'll I'll, I'll tell you my... And Chris's methodology, he's been helping me for years. And it's almost laughable, but this is what it takes. And this is when you get somebody that you truly trust. They're not a spaz. They're not, and they know they're not going to ask you to do something that you're not capable of doing. There has to be that trust, whether you're in a stick getting ready to make a live entry and shots are being fired, or you're going to clear your first double. You've got 
to trust your buddy. You got to have confidence. Absolutely. And right. if you don't, please don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Right. Um, with that being said, getting back to the, I'm sorry, I digress, but I just want to put that out there cause it's so important and we'll touch more. Sorry, on that. We go all over the show. It yeah, a- absolutely. So, um, so the Yamaha is incredible. Um, the other bike that you put me on was the factory, a dish, Oh, rockstar dish. No Honda. Oh, 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 the works edition, the works edition. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that is incredible too. Um, I pretty much, I've always kind of been a Honda guy. Um, and here lately, uh, you know, I, I kind of morphed into kind of a KTM guy also. But um, I always loved Hondas. But with the Works Edition? Yep. Um, yeah, I put a smile on my face when you put it to Map 2. Yeah. And I really, really like that. So Map 2 is a little bit mellower if people are, people are out there not familiar. Map 1 standard. Map 2 is a mellower delivery. Map 3 is aggressive. Here's my theory, not to interrupt you. No, My do. theory of why I think guys like Greg would like a Honda in some aspects for me, I don't like a Honda. I'm 170 pounds. I'm a faster rider. I want a little bit more of a stability kind of handling machine because I'm pretty good at corners. I have good technique. So now you have guys like Greg, 205 pounds, novice type of rider, getting back into it, wants to have fun, and you're riding moto. Correct, riding um, moto. The Honda corners bitching. Insane. And it's, it's light feeling. It has great, it has a good amount of power. So Greg, at the level he's at right now, he is not fast enough to get to the level of what the things that I feel about the chassis. Now, if I'm hauling ass at Glen Helen, I'm like, ah, oh, it's twitchy, it's rigid. Again, 170 pounds. Tit for tat for, for Greg over here. He's a heavier guy. It could feel a little bit better feeling for him because he could be more planned because there's more weight he doesn't have the cornering ability so that thing is easy for him to corner you don't have to think about your technique as much so there's a lot of advantages to that bike for you absolutely and and also remember when when i was racing even though i was new on the department you know fresh out of the steel mill new on the department uh, i was racing all the sra stuff down at the helen yeah and uh and what was my favorite bike do you remember i oh I had two of them. One was How, a, just give me the years pre what? It was it was a ninety. Don't say it. Just in the nineties. Nineties. Five hundred. Yes. Okay. KX five hundred. KX five hundred. Right. Yes. Well, it's, it's just so broad. It's so broad. Right. But I always rode a gear up. Right. It always took care of me. Right. Um, and that's kind of where I got that. Now I know you're trying to break me of that. And when I start getting in shape and my, and my right um, technique comes back and my coordination on the bike comes back, I know I can ride as you say in the gear i'm supposed to be in but right now i'm riding a gear up and i uh, use the clutch to kind of bubble ball abs- and cover it. Yeah. absolutely i i'm creating that the power band i'm comfortable with right you know nothing spooky right now and even though i'm close to you there's a lot of guys that i see that i don't know that i'm watching on at the track ride like you correct um they want a 450 horsepower mm-hmm. uh, but they're just not quite there physically in shape for a dirt bike or the technique so some of that has to how the bike has to help the rider versus the other way around you know what i'm saying absolutely so the honda does help in your situation correct now let's get to the rock star the rock star and dude and it's going to sound crazy because i'm all over the place that was the first one you put me on back to back and wow what a machine right i mean i was i was shocked and um you talk about it has it all. It has the nimbleness. 
It has the power you want, the comfort in the steel frame. I love steel frames. Right. And uh, yeah, what a bike. And it's a light feeling bike. Yes. Again, delivery is mellow, so it's not going to rip Greg's arms out. He probably can ride this bike a little bit longer because just how the long delivery is. So the point of this whole three bike shootout here that we're talking about is find a bike that fits you, what type of rider you are. That's the key thing here if you want to get back in the sport. Figure out what you like the most when you did ride. Use that as a guy to help you if you're buying a new bike. And if you're not there yet, you know, financially to buy a new bike, I get it. It's ten thousand dollars. It's a fucking lot of money. It's a lot of money. I mean now if you're talking about Rockstar editions and works editions, you're talking twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. Right? And you probably yeah, you probably keep the damn thing two, three years. I right. mean that that's just me. I mean You don't you have to appreciate so much. After I, absolutely. That. So there is a podcast that I talk about used bikes and the best used bikes to buy you can go check that out in my archives there's a lot of older bikes you can find out there that are in good shape that are great 08 crf 450 you yes. still got an 06 in your garage yes i love that bike and i st- i want to make it a dual sport right i oh, mean i well, i'm not there yet on that well that's you. the bike that almost killed me out uh by the reservoir track the one i right. broke my neck on and i still love that bike uh, the bike and I have a bond. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> forever. And, yeah, I can go out there right now, and I have with my, my grandson. It hasn't been started in five years. Put fresh gas in it, kick it twice, and it starts up. You just know. bikes like that in Just general. bikes like that, I know, yeah. I know I hate on two-strokes a lot, but there are some good two-strokes out there. you know. And if and let's say you're not a moto guy. You're going to be a trail rider now. Great. There's yeah. so many. God, especially in the four-stroke era right now, there is so Many great hybrid trail slash moto machines out. A 450FX. Man, fun bike to ride. If you're more on the racy side of Grand Prix, there's the RX Honda. There is the um, XCF KTM. There's just so many out there that are very, very good um, that you have the option to do both moto and trail ride. And I think you're more of a 70-30 guy, 70 moto, 30% trails. And I think we would probably go trail ride more. If we had better weather and, and moist dirt, right? Yeah, we've had a lot. <laughs> we've had we've had some rain right. this, this past season, so it's been it's been nice. Although I had to join in at the tail end if I had to retire first, right? Um, but yeah, oh, epic. So let's talk about that. So the guy listening right now, time off versus old age. Correct. Where are we at with that? So it's been a while since you've ridden. Yes. Um, how do you feel? getting back on the bike and and where is your head at versus um the time off you have and your and your old age well what happened older age you're an older guy dude now. i'm old it's all good <laughs> yeah, old age and treachery right <laughs> um no it is what it is uh you know you had me and i am you know no we get it go ahead yeah you, you had me do a you had me do a place before i um greg was a, like greg was a good b rider i would say yeah B level rider would go to some you know local over the hill gang races or fire police nationals yes. and you would you would be fine you'd yeah. hang in there and you'd be yeah. good. I was racing the at fire police because yeah. you know these guys all have a career and stuff like that. And I was racing expert at that time. Right. Um. Yeah. And it was that was probably the best I had ever ridden, and that was oh five oh six. Right. When I was still competing, and uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. But now over, that you're here, now that I'm here, what is what's it like? Oh, I suck bad. Okay. Um, I, I'm, and I am pretty much. Uh, I am self motivated. Um, 
and I am my harshest critic. Right. And, uh, yeah, I can beat up on myself pretty good. Yeah. I can beat up myself with the best of them. Right. And, um, and I can, like you keep telling me, I keep saying, man, I used to be able, and you, and you stopped me right there and you said, look, dude, you've been off the bike for years. This, this, you had me doing things that on the bike that I never had done before, even when I was racing right. until you, you and I became friends. And, but my timing's off. Um, here's the deal. Um, the balls are all sucked up. The the the, the, the nuts. Yeah, yeah, the nuts. The you know they're all the, the hitting the big kickers and the right. doubles, like I used to. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Right, and that's I, fine. I'm that's jumping what I on top and jumping off the back. Yes. Yeah. So and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be kind to myself. Right. So I get to the track, and this is what I tell Greg. And this is what I'm going to tell you guys at home, trying to get back into it. Go two laps. Yes. Just go two fucking laps, and you're tired. You got arm pump. You start feeling a little fatigue. Mm-hmm. Pull off. You don't have to go back to the truck. Just pull off the track. Give yourself some time. Rest. Watch other guys do a section. You'll learn, right? Yes. What better way to be on the track as you're watching other dudes and learn? Watch good guys do it, okay? I'm a little bit rested now. I'm going to go back. And if that next session is a lap and a half, so be it. The point of this is to get you back in dirt bikes, to have fun, and it's not always going to be this shitty. Because this is why a lot of good guys, when they're done racing, they don't come back because they feel like they're not as good as they were, and it's not fun to them. Yeah, I am not in that mind space where dirt bikes can't be fun just because you're not as good as you once were. It's a mindset. You have to understand that things take time. Dirt bike riding is very, very difficult. Just like you said earlier, there is a lot of shit going on at one time when you're riding a dirt bike. You're thinking, you're moving, you're, it's physical. There's a lot of stuff happening, okay? And it just mm-hmm. doesn't happen in three times that you go out, right? Okay, I should be back to where I was. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's coming at you super fast. Right. And what I have found, again, going back to the tactics, yeah. the stuff, it, it's coming at you so fast, A, because I'm not in shape. My coordination has fallen off. Um, I'm having a hot, hard time concentrating because I'm not getting the oxygen in. My lungs aren't what they were. I, I'm not at that pace yet or at that, at that level yet to be uh, physically competitive. And let's face it, uh, the techniques used in this sport or just this skill set deteriorates. Mm-hmm. And, you don't, and it, it can only take days. Right. If not, and then over a course of months and all of a sudden becomes years, shit goes away. Yep. And, it, and it's okay. That's why you have to be kind to yourself, but just know that it will come back. You you have to hone it again. You have to sneak up on it, and that's the term I made. You have to sneak up on it because if you jump in and you think, I'm just going to go right back to where I was, and you're going to start hitting kickers. That's when you're going to get hurt. That's when you're going to get hurt. It right. happens every single time to me. I want to stay on the bike, so I'm slowing down. Right. And... With you, you already know we've had, we've had this discussion. I don't know how many times every every one of my injuries, and but now it's just like you're being kind to me and you're saying, "Hey, you can do tr- just try this. I think you're okay on this." Look at with you and Steve out in Arizona here a few days ago. Yep. I hit my first double. What it was, guys, was a set of four rolling whoops, and I hit the last two. Woohoo! Yeah, and, but and, that doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter, right? But and then you were watching and you said, "Hey." And, and, you know, I was out on the track by myself, and you said, hey, 
I noticed you hit it. Mm-hmm. You hit it. Right. And it was, I don't know, what was it, 10, 10, 10 12 feet? It doesn't matter. The thing is but, that I'm trying yeah. to get across to you and these people listening is small victories. Absolutely. I came back in, had a little bit of a grin on my face, and every lap after that, I hit that. Right. Now, I'm not ready to... Um, to do the first one. And do the first two. And time it. And time it and do that. I'm not to that point yet. My reflexes aren't there. Right. And... And and you, you've seen me here in the last couple of weeks. I was riding. I think I've ridden five times in the last two weeks with you. And um, it's and, and I keep telling you, I, I, I pull over, and you get it. Um, I'm trying to catch my breath. Right. And every time I've been hurt, it's been I pushed past being tired. Right. You know, the, the one last turn. Yep. Oh, I'm only going to do one more. Don't ever right. say that. Right. Because when you're saying that, you're actually too tired to go out and do it right. Right. And that is when every time I've been hurt. Yep. And and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before and people want to race and push themselves. I always say, hey, go one lap more when you're tired. That's a different perspective as far as you. I'm not doing that to you or these people at home because you're not doing that. You're going out for the enjoyment of riding Correct. to get back into shape, to try to enjoy your dirt bike. So when you are tired, guys, pull off, relax, get a drink chill out, watch the guys do a certain section, and then go back out and enjoy the process. I talk a lot about the process. And for me, God, it's tough. I love racing. I love all that. But for me, I love the work to get better. That, for me, is the most fun. That is why people are like, why are you still ride? You ride too much, Kiefer. You're 43 years old. You ride all the time. I still care about little things that I want to be better at. I'm not trying to be a professional supercross rider or anything like that. I just want to be better because that's what I want for myself. That's no different than what you want to do to a different scale, right? Correct. Absolutely. So for you guys listening to this, it's the same thing for you. You could be out in the trail. You want to do a certain section better. You could be out in the track. You want to do uh, a certain section better and hit those doubles and do this. It'd be on the vet track. It doesn't matter. Personal goals, small victories, take your time, and just know the older we get, what's the last part of that, Greg? The easier we break. The harder we fall. Yeah. Like, I kick myself in the ass if I didn't do trampoline work with my kid back in the day 10 years ago because it actually helped my equilibrium and my balance. Yeah, and how you fall. And how it, you crash. And absolutely. Things. You, you got to season that. up and getting stiff. Oh, shit. I'm a little bit limber. I mean, you've been around, dude. You're a cop. Yeah. How many fucking drunk drivers survive crashes? Oh, my God. And kill the other people. Who's stone cold sober. Because it's the fucking drunk drivers. Relaxed. Are they're, drunk. They're like goo. Right. When they hit, they just and they just go with it. Right. They don't fight it. And it's when you tense up and fight it, shit breaks. Right. And comes apart. Right. So. Yeah, it's true. That's what we want. It's a little old age and time off the bike. Take your time. Another thing that you have here that. I like a lot is what do you want to accomplish with your writing? Like, what do you want from it? And everyone should have that in the back of their mind before they even start to ride. So for you, what is your, what do, what do you want from writing? Well, um, I just love being on the bike. I yep. love being with friends, the right. trail ride we went on last week. Right. And some of those guys are now friends. I, we, we didn't know each other before we started, right. but, um, isn't that crazy? Isn't that, it's just nuts. It was, it was such a good And I think day. for you, that's, that's, I didn't think about that until you just said that. So in your job, yeah. you have a brotherhood. 
Oh, absolutely. Right? That guy yeah. watches your back. That guy watches that guy's back. And you back, fight you know? like brothers, too. Don't get me wrong. Right. You take it out behind the woodshed if you have to. Right. I mean, that happens. And then and then when you're done, you're like, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Or right. you're not. Right. But most time, yeah, we're good. And that's similar to dirt bikes. Like, you're out on the trail. You see someone just like we ran into some people out in the middle of BFE. That was so cool. Hey, Kiefer. And everybody, and here, here's the deal. Everybody's listening. Everybody knew Kiefer. You're going to hit this kicker? <laughs> Dude, it was an We're awesome. out in the middle of BFE, people. Oh and all of a sudden, God. we come to this cove-like area. It's real, like, a wash. And there's, like, four dudes just chilling. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. I think I remember. Look at that. He's like, hey, what's up, Kiefer? And I'm like, oh, it's what, man? And Rat then, Patrol. So like, you going to jump this thing? We're just looking at this cliff. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll do that cliff. Now, let me, now, this cliff was meant to go down. Right. And there's two little thin trails. And it's part of this trail system we have up here. And no one goes up it. So they, they hit Kiefer. Hey, Kiefer, why don't you go ahead and hit this? And I was like, oh, okay. boy. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Doesn't take much for me to do so. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I had, well, we had A-Ray with us. Yeah. That yeah. was even better. Wild child. Yeah. So that'll Love make it more cattywampus. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, like in no, my ass. Nothing's a problem. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, I bet you can't. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'm thinking how we can get the helo in here to lift these fools out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, find out what you want to accomplish. You want to have a good time, ride with your buddies, get yes. better at your craft. That's no yeah. problem. Yeah, and and you know, at one at when we first got started riding again this time, um, you said something about the vet nationals, and I just said no, no, I I'm not. As much do that. as I would love for you to go race, that's fine. Yeah, I'll I don't be there ca- working on your bike and yeah. Steve's bike. Even though he doesn't like me, I'll work on Steve's bike like I did. Uh, you know, the Canadian. It's okay. Eleven okay. nine for seventh. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> But but you know I just love being around that seeing friends yeah um, our Irish friends and you know everybody that's out there. Uh, but, but here's I, the, here's the thing I am going to try to talk to Greg into not not now not this year but sooner or later to race an old timers race with me just for fun because all of those guys are old yeah I'm just going to have a good time it's not for death match you know Jody Weisel Cup at Glen I was going to say oh yeah Jody. So he'll, he'll be judging me. Right, no, Mike Brown's going to take you out or anything. Oh, God, Mike. You just he, got another 60-year-old dude that wants to go race his dirt bike, yeah. you know? Well, and Mike knows I'm not a threat to anybody, so <laughs> I, and, and I'm not racing Mike for money or for uh, fame, so <laughs> hopefully I'm not a threat, and I Here, won't be a threat to him. Here's something that's, that's good, too. I got an email from a guy not too long ago. Um, this is right up your alley. Ride shape versus gym shape. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, I wrote that down. That is true. So explain to the people out there what that means. Absolutely. Um, and you don't have to be an, an athlete to um, actually understand this. Gym shape, I mean, you're in there, you're pushing weight, and everybody goes, well, what are you doing? You're doing CrossFit. Are you doing bodybuilding movements? Are you doing powerlifting movements? Mine is kind of um, a cross between um, uh, and I didn't start lifting weights until I got in the department. So I was 24 and, um, you know, lifting weights, like in a gym full time right. thing, always been an athlete, but it was like running stuff and, 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 you know, just different stuff. Anyways, calisthenic type stuff, strength. So now I'm in there and I had a competitive bodybuilder teach me how to lift weights when I first came on. And he was also a deputy sheriff. He was open pro. He was amazing. Mike Johnson and, uh, still great friends of this day. And, um, there's some things that, uh, that I was told him by the gym owner, who was also a competitive bodybuilder before they would train me, they made me promise. And this is honest, God's truth. Uh-huh. Never, ever take steroids, anabolic okay. steroids. And uh, I did, 
well, I, we, and you and I've talked, yeah, but, yeah. but, um, but they said, Hey, never do this. And at that point I hadn't, but there's, and this is guys, this is like in the eighties, man. It was like the wild West guys were going down to Mexico, bringing shit over. We had a couple of gym rats in there who were actually snitches. Oh, for, really? oh, oh yeah. And they would call them out right off the gym floor and everybody knew who they were. And it was, I mean, the, the stuff was flowing, man. Needles were in the trash can in the head. You'd walk in and there'd be two feet in the, in the, in the, in the toilet stall facing the same way. And you're like, Hey, you know, wow. but then you see one leg lift up and the other dudes injecting the other guy in Just the room. Slamming it, eh? Yeah. Slamming it. And then they would get done with the rig and they'd throw it in the, um, the trash and you didn't dare reach in there. But, oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, and the, the DEA had, a, like I said, had a couple snitches. They had call them out because they got popped running stuff over the border. Hmm. It's not worth it. And and I never did it. I never did it. Now, did it ever pass through my mind? Sure, you see these guys, and they're getting huge. And you're like, God bless, man. My little spaghetti arms, you know, at 16, 17 inches. And you're looking at these guys rolling around with 19, 18, 19s. You're like, dang it. But I, I never did it, and mm-hmm. now looking back, I'm thankful because some of those guys are no longer with us. Right, the cancers are crazy. Yep. Um, but from the gym stuff, um, getting a gym shape. So I always did it naturally. Always try to do correct movements, but it doesn't tra- always translate to the motorcycles. You must have cardio. You must push that, and um, and that's where the running and. And I'm not a big CrossFit guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I tease you and Poor and, Travis. and and Travis, oh, old, old, old <laughs> Travi, you know, um, I'll tease them. I, I believe there's a mix. You got to have somewhat of a mix of both. You have to have the strength. You, you've got to have the cardio right. to ride these bikes. And uh, that's why I'm kind of on struggle street right now with, because now I have uh plantar fasciitis in both feet. So mm-hmm. I can't run. Mm-hmm. I have inserts. Uh, it's not good. So I'm going to have to get a mountain bike, and we're hooking that up. Mm-hmm. They're getting a mountain bike, and, yeah, you're going to kill me on the, the death rides up 173 up into the back way in Lake Arrowhead. I already know you. and uh, But that will help you. That No, and that will help Mentally me. as well. Oh, absolutely. Because you know I, what it's like to push up weight. You know, yes. it's mental. It's yes. mental, too, not just physical. But absolutely. there's a lot of mental aspect to lifting or dirt bikes or anything that you do. So, yeah. Um, Greg's in great shape for how old he is. He's he has, you know, he's good muscular, but he doesn't have the cardiovascular shape no. that it requires to be in the realm of a dirt bike athlete. Correct. I think That's everything true. is so um, personalized these days, as far as you know, dirt biking and snow skiing and cycling and all these mountain things. biking. But and then then everybody's competing at this the CrossFit stuff. Right. You know, I didn't know we competed at working out. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, huh? Yeah. Um, but I, there's a bunch of those guys. Well, um, the team I was on, their SWAT team, there's guys that are competing in. There's a couple guys that are doing like bodybuilding competitions. Um, but yet we our primary function there. And these guys will lift when they're on their own. They'll do uh, strength slash bodybuilding movements. But their primary is a CrossFit themed based uh, um workout if you will and they're moving heavy weight in 30 pound vests and and a lot of running their cardio their cardio is insane they are i mean i look at them they're world-class athletes look at travis look how ripped travis is now exactly he's too big to ride a dirt bike because I know. he has so much muscle on him that you end up pumping up that's a and simple fact that is a simple fact absolutely what you need 
this is what you need in dirt bikes. You need legs, lungs, and core. Correct. That's what you need. You need to hang on with your legs. Your arms don't need to be buff. You can have look at Muscan, Dungey, all those guys. Mm-hmm. They weren't ripped at Correct. all. Correct. Um, even Carmichael in his day, when he's still fast, he was chubby. Like, look, you got to learn how to ride a motorcycle first. That's first and foremost. Well, so yeah. if you're coming that, back that to helps. ride, gym work does help. But being on the bike, plain and simple, yes, is the best thing you can do. And if you're looking for off the bike situations. Running, if your knees are still good and you're an older guy, your mm-hmm. ankles, but you can't run anymore. So cycling, you got to cycle. You got to get Correct. some cardio in. You got to get that heart rate up because within two laps, your heart rate's going to be up. Oh, yeah. So you got to get some of that in there. You just can't be all yoked up. And the reason why I brought this up because a guy emailed me about, you know, hey, man, I work out. I do this stuff. And he was in great shape. Correct. But he was complaining about arm pump. Yep. And I was like, man, that's just a side effect of you being a bigger dude. Yeah, you're tra- you're training the muscles to pump up to fill blood. Right. And that's that's one of the things that you and I've talked about forever. Um yeah, the riding and riding looser and knowing and and having that cardio will actually help. Yep. If you guys do nothing else out there, let's say you have time, you're retired or you got some time and you're an older dude. If you can ride 2 to 3 times a week, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Get yourself to recover. Go ride, even if you're going to ride for an hour or two, go ride your dirt bike. Being on the motorcycle, period, getting the feel of your bike, what it does, that is a huge thing. Get that out of the way. Go do that. Don't worry about all the the off-the-bike shit. If you have time and now that you're you're tired, ride a dirt bike. Yep, absolutely. No better way to do it. I can't wait. Uh, Real quick, before we wrap this thing up, a couple things. Let's talk about dressing for the crash. You're an yes. older guy now. Yep. You weren't a chest protector guy for the longest time. No, I wasn't. But the wife said. Yeah, and she's an ER nurse mm-hmm. so by trade. Fucked. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can't bullshit her. The redhead, uh, she's she knows my game, and she calls bullshit. Well, she even called bullshit on Christopher here. She did? Oh, she does it a lot. Yeah, I was just saying, that's on the daily, bro. You forgot? Which one is she <laughs> yeah, which There's one? A lot of it. Yeah. But you need to make sure that you dress for the crash and not the ride. Look Absolutely. It, I'm. Don't look at me, okay? So when you see pictures of me, don't look at me because I'm, I'm not a good example. Mm-hmm. I don't wear a chest protector sometimes. I need to. I tell Aiden to, he has to. So I consciously try to remember to leave my chest protector in my gear bag, and I do wear it when Aiden's around because I want to set a good example because even though it is a little thin piece of plastic or whatever it is, it will help to when you hit the ground. I'm not saying it's going to prevent, but a handlebar going in your chest, that plastic could be – the difference between an aorta eruption eruption, or you Correct. fucking just having a sore chest. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. So, um, again, Aiden will be here in a little bit, and he'll talk about his big crash. But for you, I hooked up Greg with uh, an Alpine Star sequence chest protector. Love it. Dude, the way the impact, um, the CE certified back that it has, hmm. it's bitching. Like, it's not bulky like the old school days. Correct. Uh, it, it forms to your body. You wear it under your jersey. jersey. Right. I was wearing it without a shirt, just right on, you know, on skin. Nipples. Nip, on nipples and skin. Yep. Hey. Hey. And I was just running a jersey over it. And um, because it was a couple, few summers ago, I haven't really been on a bike in the last two years, but it was a few, correction, a few couple winters ago. Remember I took the... Oh, the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt. Yeah, yep. we had a hoodie on with pockets in the front. <laughs> 
and we, <laughs> Chris goes, I bet you can't hit this kicker. And I go, no, it wasn't a, it. Oh, it was a kicker. It yeah. was a kicker, oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the old yeah, track, yeah, yeah, yeah. junk track, and it got the handlebar got caught in the pocket of the hoodie. I don't know how the fuck that happened. I don't. It was one of those freak things. But you do you remember? <laughs> yes. It blew out your whole fucking sweatshirt, and then you wadded it in the side of a tree or something. Yeah, and I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I broke a couple ribs, I think. Yeah, you I'm, hid that. You hid that from mom for a bit. Yes, I did. Yeah, I really did because she would have been pissed. But after that, um, that's when you started helping me. You, right, I mean, believe it or not, he does feel bad. He laughs at you a lot and points fingers like, "What the hell are you doing?" But right then, he started. Hey, let's start looking at chest protectors for you. Um, so yeah, this is what we got. And for me personally, this Alpine star it's is, good. it's good. Yeah, it's nice. I, it, it, I no run a one, but the sequence is a little bit more protection, a little bit, um, thicker, correct. a little bit warmer, but honestly, like for you and guys getting back to riding dress for the crash because it's going to yes, happen. Absolutely. You're going to mess up yeah. and you might as well have the, the appropriate gear on so you can return to riding versus getting laid up. Absolutely. And fortunately, you've always helped me get really good helmets. Yeah. So my concussions have been cut to a minimum, which is always good as yep. you get older. You know, you don't want that stuff sneaking up on you. But yeah, um, I'm definitely have the knee braces. Yep. And um, a good set of gear. Good set of gear. And we're not, I'm not a big advocate. Well, let me just, let me, honestly, I'll tell you guys this the neck brace situation. I have one also. You hooked me up with that. I, Atlas, Atlas does yeah. a great job. I, I've worn their stuff. They said, Kiefer, can you wear it for a month straight every time you ride? And I did. And honestly, I didn't feel it. Didn't yeah. bother me. The new, the, how they are, they're low pro. Very low pro. They sit low on the neck. I can move my neck around. I don't even notice it. But I think for us older guys, we're stuck in our ways a little bit. We like what we like, and we just stick with what we know. Am I on board the safety aspect? Maybe. I, I couldn't tell you either way. It could help. It couldn't help. You know, you got both sides of that. I don't know. Your neck's supposed to bend a certain way. You can go full rhino on it and what rhino believes in, or you can take what the neck brace companies, you know, tell you and, and buy in on that. But do what you feel like is best for you. That's what I like to tell people. For sure, a chest protector, that's just straight up, like you need that. Neck brace, if you feel like it's going to help you, Placebo effect is a strong thing. It is, and and I'm a hypocrite when it comes to this, like you. And yeah. we've just dis- we've discussed this over jacuzzi time. Yeah, um, we discuss a lot of stuff in there, and it's random. It's some of the stuff we talk about is completely <laughs> random. I mean, oh God, focus in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but I digress. For me, and I did. I I, I wore the neck brace, and um, and we all know people that are are in wheelchairs now. The yeah. friends of ours. Yeah. And I wore it for a while, and uh, for I, it just I didn't feel comfortable in it. And it's nothing against the manufacturers; they're doing a great job. They're trying to save us. They're trying to right. trying to Some help ways us. Of help us absolutely. You know. But here here's the hypocrite part of me. Yeah, I want to see my son in it, and Bubba, my son Tyler, yep. call him Bubba. Um, he he wore he has always wore one, and even when he was racing, he wore one before he got in the department. And my grandson's coming up now, and he will wear one. Right. So, yes, I'm a hypocrite. I'm sorry. Um, I want them in my life as long as I can have them. Right. But I, and I, I, and I don't want to kiss it off saying, hey, I'm old. I'm setting my ways. I just never felt comfortable. In it. And I know people that are in it, they're saying it's a cop-out. That's just a cop-out. 
okay, so be it. Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. Right. But just do what makes you feel comfortable on the Absolutely. situation. You need a good helmet. You need a good chest protector. Great boots. You know, people hit me up. What are the best boots? There's a lot of good boots out there. There's not just one. I wear Tech 10s. That's what I like personally. But there's nothing wrong with the Garnet SG10, SG12. I gave Greg a pair of Fox Instincts. He loves those. Yes. I like those a lot as well. There's a lot of great boots out there right now. Just make sure you get the appropriate ones and they fit you right. So the point of this whole thing here is I ran into Greg and I and I saw him that he was riding and I was like, man, it's cool that he's getting back into it. There's a lot of you out there that are just like Greg. Find something that you love to do. You have a passion. You want to do it. Go ahead and do it. Don't let other things stop you from doing what you love to do. You have a family. Yes. You're done working. Yep. I your your wife could take it or leave it if you ride a dirt bike. She really doesn't give a fuck either no. way. And, and and her brothers, she comes from a like I said, a large right. Norwegian family. They all rode and raced. Um, they and, all, and I'll tell you guys straight yeah. up this is Greg's a family guy. He will do shit for his family all the time. First, that comes first, which is that's how it should be. So, if he can get out and ride a dirt bike, I know some of you guys out there that can do that as well. I know some of you guys. Hey, my wife's not supportive. Look, I can't. I don't know. Maybe you have a, a a grandmaster plan with that, but I don't. Like, I don't know how to work that in. If your wife's not supportive, you're riding, coming back into it. Hey, you're older because that's what they get. They get the. You're older. You don't need to do this kind of shit. You're going to hurt yourself. You're a grandpa now. Right. You need to slow down. Um, how do you come about that? How do you get around that? Um, basically, well, it helped that that my wife was an athlete her brother's road um yeah she doesn't like especially being an er nurse she doesn't like when i break myself uh now she just tells me i'm stupid and i'm dumb and you knew it was coming but she's the first one she's my greatest advocate when she gets in there and they at the hospital and they try to check up on any kind of treatment um oh yeah yeah the redhead is all up in it i mean yeah they're i get the best care they just want her the hell out of the er get this guy get this guy, <laughs> get this guy where the fuck he wants because this chick's going to hip shit she's a maniac yeah. um but my thing with that is be kind to yourself Let, let's get let's go in front of the injury be kind to yourself be patient with yourself we're older now and and sneak up on it Sneak up on clearing that double. Sneak up. Don't let on, on hitting some other that young kid yes. that you see doing something influence you. Right. Their reflexes are like cats. We're slowing down, guys, whether we like it or not. So we got to be smarter. Right. We got to use our gray matter. Mm-hmm. And and another thing is, and I and I wrote down on this page in front of Chris, and I just my crazy notes is going back to Chris and I. There's this little jump on this old sand track that he made when he was on 80s. Mm-hmm. And this jump wasn't a jump, it's a bump. And it has like a little bit of a two or three foot flat on the top, and it's nothing. And I was petrified of doubles. And he rolled over it. I, 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 he said, just match my pace, match my speed. And I downsided it, and it was nothing. And you just thought I did a hill clicker at r- straight rhythm, yeah, exactly. and, and I beat Travis on a two-stroke. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Right. But with from that, it, it just morphed. Yes. yes. And great, it was great. crazy. Right. So what I'm saying, guys, is um, if you have a friend who has common sense, 
who actually cares about you right. and tell it's okay to talk about your fears. It is okay. You're a dude, but you still talk about it. Right? Yeah. Um, so Chris knows me, not because he's sitting here. I'll tell, and I've told this to anybody, even some of my old friends I used to ride with. It, <laughs> when I'm ready, I'll ask him, take me over this double. He knows. He knows where I want to land on the backside. I'm not going to flat land it, break out a tooth or anything else. Right. I will match him. I'll ride flat and level. I'm not going to go for a whip or anything else. I'm just going to downside the back. Right. You have to have that trust in somebody. And if you have that trust with somebody, they will make you better. And Chris doesn't push me, but if he sees me lagging, he puts a boot in my ass. That's what I deserve. Right. Because he knows what I'm capable of. And if I tell him I'm tired, he knows my history. I get tired, I crash. That's always when I've gotten hurt. I've tried to go beyond. And he'll ask me, how do you feel? Where are you at? What percentage are you at? And we have this communication. Have somebody like that in your life that's honest with you and will watch out for you. They're not pushing you to... I, I, I understand what you're saying. You're, you want someone to guide you in a sense, but... In the proper manner where I don't need to be pushed where I don't need to be pushed. Yeah, it's not a certain appendage measuring it's not a dick contest. measuring. Thank you. I didn't you can, know. We like can cuss on this. It's okay, fine. Okay, sweet. You can say yeah, it's, 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 yeah cock, cock balls. Yeah. Uh, it's not a cock measuring contest. No. And with Chris and I, it's never been about that. Right. And I'll lose anyway. Stop it. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> um, anyways. I so and like we were out in Arizona yep. going back to that track yep. and I hit the little one and and he doesn't ask me hey when you ready hey you ready to hit the next one when I'm ready I'll I'll have him say hey take me over this right. he will put his helmet on put his goggles on he'll nod at me we've done this a hundred times before I'm like okay let's go and you just did it to Servage right. you did it to Vaj out of Cal City yeah that that big that big double that the, he wasn't clear the tabletop right the tabletop yeah and. The second time around, hucked it, no problem. Now he's hitting it every yeah, it's single like, time. Yeah, it's no problem. It's no problem. Right. But it's it's a Sometimes trust. Sometimes you thing. need a, a light push. Yes, uh, that's that's the great thing about it. A little light push will help you. Some guy up your ass. No, you don't that want will that. Will not help you. So choose your friends wisely, especially Correct. your dirt bike friends. If you're getting back into it, mm -hmm. I'm not going to take you on a death march trail ride. We're going to go on a fun trail ride, just getting you back into it. Correct. Even if it's boring for the first few times that's better than getting trapped to somewhere that you don't want to do well right? yeah but your reflexes are every what you don't realize is every time you're on the bike your reflexes are coming back right. your stamina is coming back and it's so important i mean and the timing let's face it timing is huge right? timing is huge and having somebody you trust right and he knows you or she knows you and you know it it makes it that much more pleasurable, and you want to ride. That is, that's what we all want to attain. You know, we all want to be safe. We all have our jobs. We all have our families and our grandkids. And, uh, look, no one's on a dirt bike going, man, I can't wait to die today. Thank you. Well said. Yeah. I, I no think one's I want to. I'm just going to send it and man, fucking I kill myself. I love having that chest tube inserted right. yeah, into me. Yeah, it's awesome. I yeah, those. Those are great. Badass. I yeah. want another one. Yeah, exactly. No We're being airlifted. We're just saying, look, it's okay to get back into riding after 20 years off. No, it's not a problem. You Absolutely. still can do it. Creep up it doesn't on matter it. what level you're at. You have fun and do it. God, I don't know how many guys I met at the track. Hey, man, I'm just getting back into riding. And I watch them. They're not jumping shit. They're cruising. But, dude, smiles on their faces. Smiles. Having a great time. Yep. No one's talking shit because, dude, you're on a dirt bike. You're enjoying what you're doing. And it's a brotherhood. Let's face it. Like, Let's just, face it. We do it for the love of it. Right. 
It's have an fun on your dirt bike. Get back into it. It's going to make your life better. I mean, yeah. I guess I could ask you. Three weeks into it, you're riding dirt bikes. You're having a good time. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've already went off yeah, a, couple, had, yeah, a yeah. couple little go over the bars. I got up. I go, that sucks. I was mad at myself, but I took a second and I knew why I did it because I was having so much fun. I wasn't paying attention how tired I was. Right. It was wet dirt, Honda Valley. Right. And I just wanted to be on the bike, but then I took a step back. I'm like, okay, stupid. Now, if you want to stay on this bike, you're going to take a breather. Yeah. And I found a couch sitting out there. <laughs> sat yeah, turn right. Ser- couch. <laughs> Seriously, guys, there was a couch out there. VIP and I sat there. Credentials. And, yeah. And yeah, I had great credentials. And Black light I tested. <laughs> I, I became a spectator and I was cheering the guys on. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just cool to be around. Dirt it's bike, just, dude. yeah, I love it. it's the best. And we get a lot of guys over here at the house and go riding from the house and it's a great time. Mm-hmm. And some guys ride more than others. Some guys ride less. Some guys not as good. It doesn't matter. It it's doesn't all matter. Equal. We all have a good time hanging around each other, talking shit, riding dirt bikes, yep. helping one another. I mean, I feel like I ride at a pretty high level, but I go with other guys that are better than me and, and I lose, but I, I like learning. I love to lose because I learn. When I when I'm the best guy, I don't really learn much. I learn. So, actually, I take that back. I learn yeah, a lot from Aiden and things like yes. that. But when I'm competitive and I'm driving and I want to do things, and I'm like, God, I'm trying my hardest and I'm still not there. I like it because I can pick things up, and that goes for you guys out there listening. You can pick a lot of things up and do it at your own pace, okay? And you can be safe, and it's the same fucking thing. Yes, it's no different. You're out there twisting the throttle, using the clutch, downshifting, using the rear brake moving around just like the best dudes are. That's what's cool about our sport. We get to do the same fucking thing that the top dudes that you watch on Saturday, Saturday night, the same fucking thing. You're on a dirt bike. You're on the same bike. You get to go out and ride it. There's not many sports that are like that, Correct. at least motorsports. Yeah, and it may take exactly. I mean, do you even know what it takes to get into stock car racing? My no. God. Yeah, you have massive amounts of money. You know, We it's complain insane. about our sport being, being expensive, it's, Yeah, but dude – Relatively speaking, in a grand scheme of motorsports, we're on the lower scale. Yes, we are, and so, we're blessed. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, gnarliest, not gnarliest, but the most memorable story from you 33 years in the force. Because a lot of guys, I mean, including me, when you tell me stories, I'm like, this is fucking cool. Well, the first story, I mean, I was at the Dorner incident. I was right. a team leader, and uh, we chased him around the mountain. For days, um, so we all know about the Dorner incident in the road. For you guys out on the East Coast, you don't know what Dorner, Dorner, Christopher Dorner. What explain that what he did? He was a uh, LAPD patrol officer, um, and he went on a shooting rampage. He felt that he was um, he was African American, and he felt that if you read his manifesto, this man had been a in his mind a victim of racial prejudice. Since he was in grade school. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was insane. So um, he actually got hemmed up. He wasn't doing real well, real well on FTO, which is field training officer, uh-huh. um, when he f- was coming on. And he got he, he had some kind of uh, administrative investigation going against him. And the captain had actually, I don't want to get real into it, but the captain that actually was trying to help him, being supportive of him. He felt that, uh, Dorner felt that this captain wasn't doing enough, which was the absolute opposite, come to find out. And uh, Dorner went on a shooting spree. He actually killed the captain's daughter. She was a college student, I think, at Fullerton 
Fullerton College, Fullerton oh, University, right. yeah, yeah. I, I believe. And she was, and she was a, a good girl, good person. And with her boyfriend, who was equally a, equally a good person, and he stalked them, and they were sitting in a car just talking. Just talking they all had homework and stuff like that but they just took a moment they were talking and he he, he walked up to the car and, and killed both of them in the car then he went then they figured out who it was and he was on the run through southern california uh he actually killed a riverside city cop right and shot at a as a two-man unit at that time the uh, the driver was wounded and the passenger was was unfortunately was killed and he went on the spree um then he ended up in big bear and then that's where we cornered him and we were in the snow uh, tracking him for Dude, days days it was gnarly like a manhunt in the middle of the it, forest it truly, no it was a manhunt so you guys were out in the middle of the forest yes what, what guns what kind of guns do you have uh we carried uh colt m4s okay. which is the full auto version of an ar-15 i'm doing air quotes i know you guys can't see it but all our guys are uh qualified on it uh we do you know three round bursts we could do 30 round bursts whatever and it's up to that operator and that's how we train our folks um, we had our sidearms, we had, uh, and then we had those that were slung. We had 80 pounds, 85 to 89 pounds of gear on Holy shit. because when we, when we stepped off, um, we had, we had to hike in, we weren't airlifted in, even right. though we have the How largest. How does that work? If you guys are hiking in the trees, don't you worry about him being up high? Yes. Right. Yes. And he, there was times that he had us and we would do leap and bound. And what we would do is we would try to cover as best as we could. Um, and he was trained. He was former Navy, I believe. Um, the level of his training, I I don't recall right now. But he has rudimentary military training. And that word? I love that word. Yeah. Word, rudimentary. Rudimentary. Okay. So he um, – and also in speaking, the FBI was on board with this. They were also working with us, and they were going into his past – and they found that uh, he also had a Barrett 50 cal sniper rifle. Fuck. And he had he had some serious armament, and and the man knew how to use it. And uh, they spoke to a very good friend of his that was in Vegas. They actually stopped him, and he was he was a great turned out to be a great oh, I guy. That too, yeah. Yep, turned out to be a great guy. And he says, yeah, he has this. He's super. We never found the Barrett. He had it because this guy actually was out with him shooting it, okay. and he was very accomplished. And, and this this gentleman actually said, "You you better be careful because he's good with it." Right. And it was like, okay, well, high ground fifty bear fifty cal Holy is, that equal yeah the pucker factor got high, right? Okay, and like I said, we were out we were out in the snow I don't know six seven days, and it was nonstop. Um, then you found him in a house or something, right? Yeah, an old after he had. Uh, he, because there's a lot of vacation places right. up in the mountains, right. you know, and um, he had actually done a home takeover of this um, house that he believed was vacant. The folks weren't there, and he uh, settled down in there, was able to uh, go to ground, if you sort of speak, for two, two and a half days. And uh, when he finally popped out, he was on the run, and... Uh, he uh, jacked the folks. He tied them up and uh, jacked their car out of their garage. Uh, he got made. He abandoned that vehicle and did a takeover of another gentleman. Uh, took his vehicle. Fortunately, didn't kill him. Uh, went down into a uh, big canyon up in on the front side of Lake Arrowhead. Uh, big Bear. I'm big sorry. Bear, right? Big Bear. And uh, damn, that's gnarly, dude. Yeah, barricade into a cabin that was built at the turn of the century. And uh, that's where we end up, uh, the gunfight, and he killed one of our deputies. He ambushed him. 
Uh, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yes, uh, shot another one. Alex. Uh, he's now a sergeant in our department. Shot him in the face um, with a uh, an M4. Actually, he had an M4 also. And uh, what? And this was at the house that he did that. That that's when. Correct. It was at the house that he barricaded. The second house he barricaded. It was the old cabin. Okay. And our guys uh, were trying to follow tracks. He had stolen. So he had crashed the first car. Stolen another guy that was on the road, stole his truck, and then drove the truck off into the creek so we couldn't see it. And this is deep, deep snow and uh, middle of winter, and it's still coming down. So he breaks into this, this, it was a rock house. It was built of stone, turn of the century. And uh, it was an old post office for a while up in Big Bear. And uh, only one way in, one way out. And uh, our guys got out, started to search, and he was... Uh, from a, basically a sniper side, uh, hide within the house, and he shot two of our guys, one passed, unfortunately, Jeremiah McKay and uh, Alex Collins, who's now a sergeant. Huh. shot him through the face, multiple, Holy multiple, crap. multiple um, injuries. So, um, yeah, we went in, and he was firing at us from there. We went to put in flashbangs, if you will, yeah. insert gas, and there was old curtains in there, and it caught fire and it set the house on fire. And he went into a root cellar. Did, did he ever come out? No, he never did. So do you, did he get shot and burned to death, or did he just burn to death? He shot himself. Oh, he, he did? He, he killed himself, yeah, in the root cellar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was <sighs> It was. It was. Horrendous. There was, like, bullets coming through the house to the other Correct. side. Dude, that yeah, is Yeah, they were coming out towards me. I was a team leader. Right. I was on the 3-4 uh, side of the house, which, if you look at the front door of a house— and if you're looking from the top of it, the front of the house, whatever, and it could be any any side you de- predetermined to be number one side, right. but it always goes clockwise, like a clock. So the front of the house is one, looking down on it, going to the left will be two, the very back of the house will be three, and then the, the last, the fourth, is number four, obviously. And um, that's where we inserted the gases on the fourth side, and I was covering uh, three, four with a couple of my guys. And... Um, yeah, it was. It that's was gnarly. gnarly. Yeah, that's just one. That's of them. gnarly, dude. Like jumping double. We're talking about all this jumping doubles and shit. To me, that there's no more. The adrenaline on that has got to be way higher than anything else, right? Yeah, I slept. I slept for a few days after that. I bet. Holy <laughs> shit! It was kind of crazy, but that wasn't my. That was my first one. Right. Yeah. The other one was a bank robbery, kidnapping of a one three and a one three and a five year old, and uh, that's the fr- that's when you and I start hanging out. And I told you about that. And you were still working. At LR's, Larry Rossler's place. Oh, God. That's right. Yeah, Doing you told suspension. me that story. That's how I met Greg. So, Greg, yeah. not to keep going on this pod, but, like, I was a shipper for LR. Yes. And then this guy comes in, he's telling a story, and he's telling it so animated. Like, he was into it, like, crouching down, pointing it like it's a gun. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Dude, I'm into this story. Like, I'm all about it. And then we went riding, and then that was it. Yeah. BFFs, dude. BFFs, best man at your wedding. Man. Just yeah. hit it off. I cry on your shoulder. Help yeah. me. You know? <laughs> Heather loves you more than me. Like it's just Whew, it's all Heather's, in. Heather's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm basement. I'm basement as F. Oh, I don't think so. so I think here I'm we go. basement. I'm the I'm the basement guy. Come on, man. All right. Well, Gregory Loop, thank you, man. Hey. Awesome that you're riding again. Congratulations on the retirement. Thirty three years. Holy shit. Yeah. But I'm old. That's the cost. You look back, you go, damn, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. All right, well, part two of this is coming up with my kid. Probably going to be yelling at him. Yeah. 
No, I won't be. I, I'm we're going to talk. The, I'm going to leave the room. We're going to talk about uh, how I did yell at him after he crashed, though. So we're going to yeah. explain yeah, this. Absolutely. All right, hold on, folks. All American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas, is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for. Go to fmfracing.com. You got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need. Trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it. They still make them. You got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too. But most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal. Glen Helen, oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana, they go to Washington, even British Columbia, even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email, I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys, that's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. 
I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyframe testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. 
ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. All right, we are back, part two of this sucker. So last week I was out riding with my kid, and Aiden's balls are dropping. Like I said, he's getting better to be a better rider. When you're 14, you know you start getting better. You know that you get a big head, and you start having less respect for things that maybe you should have respect for because you simply go, "Hey, man, I'm just crushing it. I'm killing it. I'm riding my dirt bike so well. People are noticing. People are telling me I'm getting a bigger head. So I'm just gonna send it. You know, well." Aiden had, we went to Arizona to do this lap war challenge with Steve and A-Ray. And the track was very fast, had berms. So it was like these fast wall berms that you can just rip and ride. And so Aiden's riding really good, railing ruts. You know, I'm sorry, railing berms. There was no ruts. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he ended up swapping out, missed a corner, and got flinged off pretty good. Actually, Heather saw it. And I and when I go ride with Aiden, I teach him technique, technique. When he first grew up riding, he started on a an OSIT trials bike. So that way, he knows how to stand up. His balance was good. He used his feet. Like, everything was the appropriate way to get better and have your technique better than your speed. And then eventually, your speed will catch up to your technique. That was my philosophy in getting Aiden to be a better rider. In our family... We don't care what he does. Like I would, if he wants to race, great. If he doesn't, that's fine too. But I'm not spending the money on racing if he's not having the effort or he's not listening to me. So let me paint this picture. Hi, Aiden. Hi, Dad. Okay, you gotta speak up a little bit because you're quiet. Okay. Can you speak up a little bit? Hi. Hello. That's better. That's better. That doesn't read very good. Say hey. Hey. Oh wow, that's better. Talk like okay. that. All right. Okay. So Aiden, how's it going, buddy? Um, I'm hurting a little bit. So Aiden's hobbling around the house today. I call it the Tuesdays, right? You know, today is Sunday, but he crashed on a Friday. So for those of you guys that know this frame or sort of like a frame of mind that I like to, to call it is when you race on Sunday, you're not gnarly sore until Tuesday. So we call it the Tuesdays here in the Kiefer household. He has the Tuesdays. So the picture I want to paint is Aiden's ripping this sweeper, right? And he goes over the berm a little bit, but then off of the track, it's hard pack and loose and dry. So his ass in starts to slide out. And then he gets flung over on these pile of rocks that are right next to the track. I mean, there is literally, I'm trying to picture it. Really big rocks in a circle. All these rocks piled right next to the track. Literally a foot away from the edge of the track. He, somehow he manages to crash into those rocks. 
I haul ass. I get back over there. I see him. I'm like, are you okay? He's crying, and he's saying, oh, man, my hip, my hip, my leg, it hurts. So immediately I think, oh, shit, this COVID-19 is out in the hospital. My kid just broke his leg or his hip, and now we're screwed, right? So I kind of just get pissed initially because I know he's okay because he's up. But I see him laying in these rocks, and I'm just so pissed off because his head's up his ass, and I taught him differently. So I'm like, I immediately knew what he did because I saw the marks. I saw where his bike was. I saw where he was laying. And I just go, why are you over here? And then you look at me and said, oh, I went over the berm. Yeah, because you're wide open in this thing, and you go off of the track. And, and then you paying attention. And you weren't paying attention. And you end up crashing these big ass rocks. You land right in the rocks. So now we have this big bruise on the on the femur and hip and you're sore. You actually got off really lucky. So as I'm sitting there yelling at him, as these other people are watching me yell at my kid while he is on the ground, <laughs> probably thinking, Well, wow, this guy is crazy. I'm pissed off because he did something he wasn't supposed to. I tell him every time, when you go on the track, look around. Look around the track, know where the track is, but off of the track, know what's on the side of the track. If you see some rocks, you may or may not want to get rid of that line that you have that's right next to him in case you screw up. You didn't do that. No, I didn't. You got greedy. So this second part of this podcast is learning from your crashes. Yep. So tell me what you learned and explain to the people what's going on. I learned that I need to start paying attention more with how... Like, first laps, I need to look what's... Scan the track. Yeah, scan the track, basically, and scan what is on the other side of the track. Like, let's say you go over a jump or something, first lap, and you don't know what's on the other side of it, and... And I screwed that up the other day, too. Yeah. I did something stupid. Yep. Like, I was at Paula, and I, I, I tell Aiden, hey, roll the track, roll the track first, first lap, and of course, I don't do that, right? And guess what? The track turns right now, and I jumped over the track. So, I was a dumbass. And I admit it, but if you're scrubbing a jump or you're off the side of the jump and you're landing on the side of the track or near the side of the track, you might want to know what's near there in case you miss your line. Exactly. So you don't want to hit a rock or anything. Right. So what did you think when I was yelling at you? Go ahead. Tell people. I, I was just like kind of like mad a little bit because I was wondering why he was yelling at me. When obviously I'm hurt, and but now when I asked him why he was yelling at me, I get it because he's just trying to look out for me and doesn't want me to get hurt. Right. So I'm yelling at him, and it's probably not the best thing. Look, it. I mean, I understand that, but I'm passionate. If I told him if I'm yelling at you now and I'm in your ass now, this is going to prevent you from getting hurt later on when I wasn't in your ass. So if you'll remember this for the rest of your life. Yes. I remember my dad being in my shit all the time because of certain things, and I remember it to this day. I don't want – I've always been – I've never been an A-Ray where I just hung it out and give two shits about what happens. Yeah. I've always been pretty calculated. I've, I ride over my head at times, but not the fact where I'm just going to bombard myself and grenade myself, right? Yeah. So, what do you have written in your notes? I let people want to know. Um, I uh, what I have written is 
like different crashes what I've done like I've crashed over jumps and what I've learned from that is to just basically like if you're going to an endo just to let go of the bike basically what I learned from that you let go of the bike let go of it like like you're endoing hard ditched, yeah like endoing hard try to like jump front, through the bars like front end is uh, all the way down to the point where you're basically just looking straight down yeah, you want to get rid of the bike. Yeah, so it doesn't involve something worse. Neck. Like bike hitting you or right. something. Well, you still might get hit, but at least you're getting yeah. away from it, trying to at least. But I just want to let you know, too, I did that, and I went to go jump through the my bars, and I clipped my bars with my boots on the way out, you know, indoing. Um, yeah. And then it put me front and forward on the ground, which caused me to shatter my elbow, collapse my lung, my, ruptured my spleen. So there's an art to crashing. You got to be flexible. Yep. You have to be strong. I tell you to work out with me. I tell you you got to do certain things if you want to ride a dirt bike fast. There's more to riding fast than just holding it wide open. The kids your age, the social media craze that we're in, you see all the cool shit they're doing. They're jumping this huge shit. But it's not real life. Well, dude, that only can last so long, and then it's going to bite them in the ass, right? Yeah. They're not strong enough. They're not technically sound enough. I respect Nick Way and how he parents because he teaches his kid fundamentals the right way to doing things. I'm trying to do that with you so you have good techniques. So the crashes are fewer. You're still going to crash. I'm not going to get mad at you every time you crash because you mess up. I get it. Yeah. But when your head's up your ass, you're going to get crap from me because that wasn't how you're supposed to do it. And that's why you got to learn. Yep. Because this was a big crash and you got very lucky. So people out there listening, you have kids, if you want, you want your kids to listen to this, look, learn from your crashes. Parents, when you see your kid crash, don't just pick them up, brush them off, and get them back on their bike. Teach them what they did wrong. Show them what they did wrong. Don't just get them back out on the track. Look at the marks. Go back. Just like an a accident on the street, on the scene. Look at the marks. See what they did. Study it. Okay, looks like you did this, this, this. Well, what did you do wrong, son? Let him tell you, and if it's not the right thing, you fucking tell him what he or she is supposed to be doing. That's going to keep them safe in the long run. It's going to keep them from doing that a second time. I almost can guarantee this will not happen again. No, it won't. Because you're going to know, ooh, there's a sprinkler system over here on this side. Man, I don't want to be staying low on this jump and then not be able to get on this land. I want to hit this freaking sprinkler head and into my brains out into the infield where there's all kinds of hard pack crap or people watching or whatever, you know? Yeah. So what else you got in your notes here? Well, basically the flexible thing, how you have to be flexible and strong. And it, you crash on a jump or something always to get off the track if you're not extremely hurt or anything. Right. If you're able to get off of the track crawl your ass out of there yeah don't worry about your bike you are number one safety hopefully there's a right situation where there's a flagger if you're able to crawl off and you're able to get up then get up on top of the face of the jump and wave people so they don't land on your bike and they get hurt okay the flaggers nowadays aren't really that smart with what they do well at least not where we live yeah maybe i'm not saying that everywhere but our, our flagger level is really low out here in southern california it sucks um, what else? What else you got? What else you learn? Uh, I 
also it's not really crashing wise but not to cross jump because that can also hurt you or someone else that you're riding with right you stick your line if that's someone faster than you just stay where you're at and they'll pass you yes as long as you don't jump side to side or you know go a ray on anybody you'll be you'll be fine <laughs> flatland jumps flatland jumps but I wanted to uh, talk about this because uh, obviously it's different times right now with this COVID, and I'm trying to think of things that are actually useful for parents, for older guys, for anyone that rides dirt bikes to, to keep them safer. And I know some of you guys out there that listen to this have kids Aiden's age, and, and they're ripping, and they're, they're riding, they're shredding around, but their head's up their ass a little bit at times. You need to teach them what they did wrong on the track. Don't just say, get back out there, and, you know, keep trying. No teach them you know tell them they're sponges they need to learn that'll keep them safe there's a lot of things my dad taught me man like trail riding out here in the desert when we go over rises blind rises i still remember my dad saying hey don't just go over this rise straight up you have no idea who's coming up the other side he always told me you can't see something you go to the right or you get off the trail a little bit and then go down unless you know you're second or third in line on a trail ride but those kind of things stand in my mind and i've watched my buddies get hit head on danny tucker got hit head on because his head's up his ass he went straight off this thing and the dude was coming up boom explosion done dude broke his hip all this crap happened just because his head's up his ass it could be a life or death thing motorcycles are dangerous aiden so i'm not saying you can't go fast you can haul ass and do your thing but if you blow that line get off of the gas get back on the track go for it you know what i'm saying yeah Know what's on the side of the track. I that's the th those rocks are the first thing I saw my first lap when I went out there. I was like, "Whoa, those rocks are right next to the track." Noted. Ding, done. You obviously didn't see that. No, I didn't see him. You didn't see that all day. No, because I wasn't paying attention. <sighs> Can you talk a little louder? Yes. I don't know about you guys at home, but I don't know if your kids they sound like stoners. I just feel like you sound like some pothead kid. Like, no. <laughs> dude, wake up. You good? Yeah. All right. Just want to make sure you're all up and up. Aiden is not is not a shy kid until he's on the microphone. And all of a sudden, he doesn't talk. Look at that. I'm looking at you, waiting for something. <laughs> Nothing happens. It's pressure. No to drugs, right? No drugs. No drinking. You're like your dad. No, I've drank one time, and that's it. You drank one time. I took it, like, when I was little, I took a sip of my grandma's beer, and it didn't taste good. Good. That's disgusting, by the way. Uh, parents out there, watch out for your children, and especially for you guys out there that know how to ride, teach your kids the appropriate way to ride. It helps out a lot. Aiden's technically a really good rider, but his age makes him do things he shouldn't do. So just make sure that you really pay attention on the track, and it's... As important it is what you see on the track, it's almost equally important to view what's on the sides of the track as well, especially your line choices. If they're on the left or the right, know what's on that side off the track just in case you get off. Have a bailout point. I know all I, I always do. There's some big jumps at Paul at times. I have to move over on people that are slower, and I jumped off the track, but I've known what's over there, you know? Yeah, there's some loose rocks over there. I know where I'm going. You know, just be aware. Have a have a great surrounding of the area that you're at. Have a good map in your brain, Aiden. Okay. All right, that's it.
you listen to my uh, my spiel with my kid. You listen to Greg, and if you guys are older, hopefully that helps you guys get motivated to ride, gives you guys a plan. If you guys have anything you guys want to add to this podcast or anything else, Chris at KieferingTesting.com. I'm here to help you through these COVID-19 times. Aiden's going back to school next week. I am? Yeah, you got homeschool. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that school. means you got normal school hours. Doesn't mean party time. That means if you're at school at 9 to 3, that's what we're doing here at home. Okay. So what's the rules to keep riding? Do your work. Don't get in trouble. And what else? Be respectful. Be respectful. That's a huge thing, especially nowadays with kids your age. Be respectful. All right? Okay. All right, so if you see Aiden and he doesn't talk up, if you see Aiden in a track and you talk to him and he's like, hey, hey, good. Tell me. Because I have to talk with him. I need to, he needs to speak up, look you in the eye, shake your hand. Those are the things that we teach over here at the Kiefer household, yes? Yes, sir. That's a real man, right? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Kiefer Inc. testing podcast, the Kiefer tested podcast. You want some merch? Where do they go to get merch, Aiden? Kieferinc.com. Wow. You don't even know the damn website. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the website? I don't know. Holy crap, dude. KieferInkTesting.com. How do you not know this? Because I thought Kieferink Testing was like the w- testing website. I thought we had our own website. Where do they go to get shirts and hoodies? KieferInkTesting.com. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com is Heather's email. She will hook you up. We've got hoodies. We've got T-shirts. We have new stickers with color-coordinated bike check marks. Ooh. Ooh. So cool. Which one are you going to get, Aiden? A blue get, check mark? We got a blue check mark. What about an orange check mark? No orange check mark. Really? Actually, maybe. I don't know. You still like a KTM. I like the KTM. but So I just wrote about top six modifications to a YZ125 that'll be up on what website? KeyFringTesting.com. Oh, good, son. On Monday morning, six modifications that will be good to uh, basically do to your 125 or your kid's 125. Again, Aiden's 115 pounds, 5'6". He doesn't need all this horsepower, but he does need a little bit more to get out of the corner. So we uh, basically give you six modifications that will help that. That aren't that expensive. God knows motorcycling is expensive, especially if you're on a budget and you're in a two-stroke kind of world. You don't want to spend a lot of money. So um, hopefully we see you at the track soon. We're going to be racing. We're going to be riding. Aiden's trying to get to Loretta's. How do we feel about that, by the way? I'm feeling pretty confident. I feel like I can go and get top 10 at Loretta's. Oh, you can? I, I you know how to like, ride ruts? No, we got to practice that, though. But I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah, just you can leave that open, by the way. Um, look, at, when I went to Loretta's, it was it's a whole nother world, dude. Whole nother world. So Aiden's eligible for 125C because he's never raced. Hopefully we can get him going, get to have a good time. If they have it, I don't know if they're going to have it or not. They haven't canceled it yet. They've only canceled uh, back east. All the we have an area coming up in May, and uh, we're going to do the family thing. We're going to try to go with them. That'll be fun as long as your grades are good. My grades are good. And what? And you do what? And I'm respectful. Ah, respectful. Give that to mom. Give that mic to mom. I want to ask mom something. Hi, Heather. Hello, Christopher. I just talked to, to the people about when I yelled at Aiden at the track. Yep. And what you did. I didn't say what you did, but let's let's paint this picture real quick <laughs> before we get off here. <laughs> what did you do while I was yelling at Aiden? <laughs> Truthfully? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? 
Uh, I was kind of coddling him slightly. Right. And what did I do? Get the fuck away from him. Yeah. I said, I said, get the fuck away from him is what I said. <laughs> but who saw him crash though? You yeah. didn't really see. You saw a body go through the air. You didn't really I see I saw his happened. legs in the air, like just like cartwheeling. Yeah. So of course, I mean, and that's then good. and then how fast did I run? You run fast. That's great. I Hussein bolted that shit. Yep, you Husseined it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I told you is he has to learn from that, right? We knew he was okay. Obviously, I'm not going to yell at him if he's unconscious, right? Okay, and I knew nothing was broken. So after I assessed the situation, he then got yelled at. What was even better was. You looked over and you went, I knew you were going to do that. And then A-Ray pulled up and A-Ray's like, well, I didn't see that either. It's like. There you go. That <laughs> proves to me where both your heads are up your asses. Uh, A-Ray's heads up his ass. Your head's up your ass. First thing I saw were those rocks. Did you notice those rocks, Greg? I did not. I don't know how the hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. I didn't notice. Them. Wow. I, mean, I don't ride, so I can't say if I I mean, I literally, people, rocks. the rocks are right next to the track. Like, it was a pretty big pile a of A pile rocks. of rocks. So it wasn't like one mama boulder. bear tried to coddle. I said, nope, back up, move, get out the way. That's what I did because this is a big learning curve for him. This is, these are important years in his life to remove the head out of his butthole. Yep. And mm-hmm. so he could see clearly and wipe the, the brown stuff away from his eyes <laughs> so that he can be safe and enjoy riding dirt bikes for a long time. I just told the people, they don't just dust off their kid. Are you okay? Yep. Okay, go back and ride. No, they didn't learn nothing. All right. You got to learn. Teach your kids. Hey, man, you just crashed. What did you do? And if they go, I don't know. No, you tell them what they did. That's helping them. What if they don't know what they did? Then then that's up to the parent to have a coach or something to help your children. Otherwise, your children are in danger. Yep. If you... Just send your kid out there aimlessly onto a track and know fuck all about anything. Yeah, that's not a good situation. That's not safety. Mm-mm. It's already dangerous enough. Dirt bikes are dangerous. I'm getting mad now because I can already feel the people doing this. So I'm going to calm down. Oh, boy. I'm going to relax. Quarantine. Quarantine. Guys, if Mama Bear is next to you while you're yelling, it's probably a good thing you probably shouldn't do that. Luckily, I control my situation with Heather, unlike what you people think. Right, because I, I run the show. Heather does not run the show, by the way. The I don't run the show because I was trying to go back to work tomorrow and I got told no. Nope. COVID-19 is too rampant right now. You got to stay By home. the way, Trump just extended the stay at home until April 30th. April 30th? Yep. April 30th. God, I, I'm not doing it. I can't stay home. I'm going back to work next Monday. You made a deal with me. She's not going back I'm an essential. I need her. You're essential at home. I'm an <laughs> essential at home. Right. Well, anyway, Back hopefully all you guys out there are safe. And if you guys are going outside and doing things, please uh, be aware of what's going on. I know it's sometimes in this day and age, it's hard hard to believe which side you're on, right? Is it politics? Is it this thing real? Is it really killing everybody? Like, it's tough. I get it. Um, my life hasn't changed that much. I'm, I live in a quarantine world anyway. I ride my dirt bike. I come <laughs> I, here in the studio. He really does. When quarantine is your real life. Yes. So uh, be safe out there, especially if you guys are riding. I just told these people the first thing I thought about was- We both did. Holy shit. We have our kid riding. We got to go to the hospital. We got to go to the hospital in this weird time. So just use your head. If you're going to ride, maybe twenty. back it down 20%. Chill out a little bit. Use the Greg factor here. Two laps. Pull off. Chill out. All right. 
Heather at KieferInkTesting.com if you want merch. Hit her up. Any yep. kind of questions you have for late. If you're a lady and you listen to this, hit Heather up. She loves to talk about anything. She loves typing. And, man, she is <laughs> on the ball with everything that is KieferInkTesting.com. Uh, Aiden didn't sometimes. even know our web address, by the way. Aiden you know probably our, doesn't even know my phone number. Don't say this on air, but do you know our address to our house? No. Oh, my God, dude. That's because... Please, okay, actually, I want people to email me, chris at keyforingtesting.com, to help me through my time with my teenage son because sometimes I feel like shooting myself in the face because how tarded he is at times. Like, oh, I, oh and I try God. and tell you all the time, it's his age, and you're like, nope. And then I talk to people, and they're like, it's his age. It's tough, dude. I know it's it tough. It is tough times. So, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> like today, we went cycling to get out and have some fresh air. <laughs> and Chris goes, Aiden, get a hat. It's on the dash. It took Aiden literally five I minutes to go yeah. inside the van to find a hat. Yeah, yeah. it's just tough. It's a, if you're a parent, I respect it. If you have three kids, I respect the hell out of you. I don't know how you do it. God bless. Right. We wanted two. It's a good thing we only have one. No, mom's closed for business. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Please support the advertisers that support this show. It helps us keep this sucker up and moving. If you have a show idea, you know the email. Hit me up. We'll talk about it. And if it's uh, if it's a good enough idea that I think is uh, acceptable, I'm in. I like listening. If you have some uh, questions, you can email us. If you have some concerns, you can email us. Good or bad, I like to hear it all. Just don't kiss my ass. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I like that too. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Aiden. Thanks to Heather. I appreciate you guys dipping in. Yeah. It's a long one. We're an hour 40 minutes. Almost hey, like, it's going to give people something to listen it's to. It's almost like a pulp show. I know. Anything you want to tell people? No. If Heather, if you email Heather coffee with Kiefer questions, you can do that. Yep. We'll not have a coffee with the Kiefer's until next month, which is only a week away, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else they can talk to you about? Anything? Nails? No. Yes. You can talk about nails. If you have a chick in the high desert that needs her nails done, hit me up. We'll get her dialed in with Heather. <laughs> you already get mad that I work too much the way it is. Well, it's, if it's cool people, I don't mind. Oh, I like. You have a lot of mean people that you do. I don't have a lot of mean people. They're post dating oh, you checks. I don't have. Hey, any can more I post date you checks for twenty eight bucks? They can suck it. I don't have any more of those. Yeah, they are jacked. All right. See you guys. See you next week. Later. Stay safe.